This Food City 300 Betting Picks edition of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code SGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on football only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code SGP. We're also brought to you by Game Time. Snag the tickets without the stress. Use promo code SGPN on your first purchase to save $20. Download the Game Time app and use promo code SGP. PN. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Play the Underdog Pick'em in college or NFL and win up to 20 times in one game. Use promo code SGPN Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. Finally, we're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bet app now or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off of your first month and start making smarter bets today. Drivers, start your Wrap in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions but since i'm on probation i suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well if you could talk about racing things we could talk about racing now here are your hosts rod via gomez and cody zeeb Talking racing things is what we do. Of course, it is the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He's Cody Zeeb. I'm Rod Gomez. A short race on a short track for Xfinity this, uh, this week. And I'm telling you, tempers are going to flare. Obviously, it's playoffs. Just a postseason brings the angst out of everybody. Uh, but this is going to be a damn good race. Obviously, we're in for it. It's Bristol, baby. Uh, on Friday night... No less. Man, Cody, excited, excited, excited to get this one going. Yeah, Friday night under the lights, some Xfinity racing. Of course, the truck series is going to be Thursday night. Uh, yeah, then you get Xfinity Friday. Cup is is taking off Saturday night as well. So it's going to be a good week. We talked about it a little bit on the Cup Series episode. Under the lights, things gets ramped up. First race of the playoffs here for the Xfinity guys, right? They locked in the field last week at Kansas. So now you uh, you enter the first round here, a win, and boom, you are into the next round. Um, and then, you know, once you're into that next round, all you got to do is get into the championship four after that. So it's uh, in the Xfinity series, it's a short, quick, much like much like the truck series, right? It's, it's a shorter playoffs. It's less rounds. It's quicker to get to the title fight. And uh, that's what these truckers are going to be looking to do. If you you lock it up, or, or these not these truckers, these these Xfinity guys, the truck series guys are going to be looking to do that too. But uh, for the Xfinity guys, like if you lock it up this week, you don't have to worry about the next two races. You move right on, um, and you know it's there's a road course in there. Can be a wild card at the Roval, um, and the Texas is the other one. But yeah, it's a, a good opportunity to get a win, move on, and we've seen how important playoff points can be. Right? Look at the Cup Series. Look what's coming down in the Cup Series this weekend as 
you know, got the regular season champion already, you know, having issues. There's a couple guys rolling in, Tyler Reddick and Kyle Larson. No, no sweat on their shoulders because they're already locked in the next round. So everybody's going to be fighting for that this weekend. And and much like we talked about in the Cup Series, while it's still your favorites up top, right? No surprise who who some of the favorites are. John Arnimacek, Justin Allgaier, of course. I do feel like this race a little bit more wide open, much like the Cup Series, where a lot of other guys could uh, could take this away. I don't think it's necessarily going to be uh, one guy that that absolutely dominates this uh, this race. And so I think we're in for a really good one. I do too. And honestly, I mean, look, we usually set up the the length and the distance and all that stuff later on in the show, but it's 300 laps around this half mile paved track, 159 miles. It is not a lot of time to get stuff done. These guys know that their playoff lives hang in the balance. So they're going to be on, they're going to be on the wheel. And, and I think you're right too. This is not necessarily a wide open. In fact, as I was looking, uh, I did what I did yesterday when I, when I did with the uh, cup series picks, I sort of just closed the books and open the stats and let myself sort of take in because it's a little difficult and we'll talk about these drivers not a lot of them have a lot of track history on there as much as some of these drivers have track history on this right right so it's well it's, that's, that's what always the challenge with the xfinity right is, yeah. is there's not a deep track history like there is in the cup series and of course with the cup series you've had to adjust a little because of the the next gen era and everything but you could still go back and look and see kyle bush has eight wins on this track and the cups like you don't have that to fall on as much in the Xfinity now. We'll, we'll talk about a couple of guys that do have a few starts here, and that helps. But you've got some guys that you know that that don't have starts, or or very few starts, or it's been a few years, or it was in a different car, and things change a lot. So it makes it makes it a lot tougher, especially when again this is kind of a standalone t- track type, right? It's it's a short track, so you you lump it in with those, but it's it races different than the other short tracks. So there's not an exact comparison of this guy was really good here, so it, it should translate exactly here. We've got to kind of piece it together and, okay, they were good here, here, and here. Will that translate into this or or that type of thing, which makes it a, a lot more challenging? You know, and it's funny. It makes it a lot more challenging from a handicapper standpoint, obviously, for us to, to try to, to do the old comp track thing, right? I get it, and I understand the need for it. But I, I know from an entertainment standpoint, not having – cookie cutter tracks anymore not not necessarily going back to back to back mile and a half or not necessarily even having the mile and a half be exactly the same anymore or or you know they switched up atlanta to try to make it a little different it's a it's a mile and a half super speedway now so i mean they're making adjustments to these tracks to try to make them unique in their own right which from an entertainment standpoint i absolutely love from a handicapping standpoint it's like well can i really compare pocono to anything can i really compare dover to anything you know new hampshire can i all these tracks are you know similar length not pocono but you know what i mean like all the tracks that are similar length you can say oh he runs well on a half mile track yeah but is that half mile banked to high hell is it a flat track is it dirt like what what does he do well on yeah exactly it it makes it really tough uh when there's not any direct comparisons and you can't even look at the dirt race here because the xfinity guys didn't come to this race so you really got nothing to look at (laughs) yeah uh but i think we found a lot of ways to get in on what we like uh as well although uh we know that there's some news that just broke we're taping on a tuesday on a on a wednesday so uh we don't know when this episode will come out because we don't know the truck (laughs) odds are not out yet so we're trying to figure out whether to release the truck episode first or this one so just a little behind baseball we don't know yet yeah, so it's uh it's recorded early who knows 
when you'll get it. But exactly. it will be some time before Friday's race. But yeah, there's been uh, a few different pieces of news really coming out today. Let's uh, let's start with the the entry list. You got 39 spots or 39 drivers for 38 spots. Uh, the most notable entry on here, Mr. Dale Earnhardt Jr. will be in let's the 88 go. car. Not guaranteed to make the race, just for the record. But uh, you know, I would imagine he finds his way in. But Dale Jr., one of the two races he's going to be doing. We'll talk about him uh, when it comes to betting here in a little bit. Um, you've got Trevor Bain is going to be back in the 19 car for Gibbs. Connor Mosack is in the 24. Jeffrey Earnhardt back in the 45. Um, so cool to have uncle and, and nephew because uh, Jeffrey would be Dale Jr.'s nephew there. Um, yeah, that's really, that's really kind of your notables as far as the entry list goes. So really cool to see Dale Jr. back out there. Uh, was announced earlier this week. Sam Mayer is going to return to JRM. Uh, we kind of already assumed that, right? I, I think that was a pretty much a, a done deal. It sounds like it'll be Mayer, Jones, and Allgaier all returning for another season. Carson Quapel maybe in that eight car, not officially yet, but uh, will be will be interesting to see there. Zane Smith said today on SiriusXM his deal is done. He knows what he's doing next year. He can't tell us yet, uh, but adds the news could be coming out this week. Shortly after that, uh, Chris Rice tweeted from Colleague uh, a picture of a handshake. I mean, um, and it says Friday, so uh, <laughs> I would assume Friday would be the the thing. And so, so this this handshake, this is great because you know how the internet is, and people get uh, people get really deep into it. So. Uh, there is a, a picture out there from left turn Colts over on X. Um, and they've got pictures of driver's arms and trying to figure out whose arm this could be. Oh my God. Uh, they've got Corey Heim. They've got the number 10 driver from the Xfinity series. Uh, I don't remember who they got Matt to Benedetto on there and somebody else. Um, but yeah, people are trying to figure it out. And then, so there's two trophies in the background. One is for the Wawa two fifty. Mm-hmm which it, it appears is a Daytona race that Ross Chastain won. So that's, but Ross Chastain's locked in a track house. So I don't, that part doesn't necessarily make sense. But the other one is, is a, it says champion on it and it's got two dates. It's a, you know, 20 something and 20 something champion. But I, I don't, I've not seen anybody that's been able to figure out what that is yet. So whether those are hints, whether those are just trophies in the background to try and throw you off, who knows? But uh, you know, sounds like Friday. We're gonna find out maybe the Cup Series lineup. I don't know if it's just the 31 car. It'll be. I mean, is Almondinger coming back? Nobody knows, right? So, uh, calling news Friday. Tune back in, I guess. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll have more news by the time the truck odds come out. So we'll we'll speculate more on that. But let's tell you first about DraftKings. Football's back in full swing with another epi- another week of epic games. And who's got you covered on the action for every single one of them? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet $5 on football and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Plus, nobody's missing out on the action as all DraftKings customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Get in on the NFL Week 2 action with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now. Use code SGP to sign up. New customers can bet just $5 and take home 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code SGP. The crown is yours. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. 
Buying tickets sucks. Doesn't matter where you go, doesn't matter what you do, you're getting gouged left and right, especially if you're trying to wait to the last minute to see if you can go to that concert or that sporting event or whatever little league game you're trying to get to and they're selling tickets to the park because that's the way they roll and and you can't get one because you're waiting. Well, stop doing that. Stop stressing. Game Time's going to help you out there. The Game Time app is the perfect place to go for last-minute deals on tickets, for flash deals on last-minute tickets. They literally take the stress out of buying tickets either before, probably during the concert. I don't know. I mean, I haven't tried to do it, but I'm sure that if you tried to buy during, they might just have your back there as well. They take out all the stress, like I said, of buying tickets. So make sure you go download that Game Time app now. Plus, not only are you going to get all those killer deals, and the best price is guaranteed, but you're also going to get a picture of the seat. Maybe you even sitting in that seat enjoying the concert. They're gonna they're gonna do AI and put you in the seat watching this concert, waving your hands in the air. Okay, they probably won't go that far, but anyways, whatever they do, they're gonna send you a picture from the seat. That they will do, uh, and, and so you can see exactly what you're gonna look at when you're sitting there. Telling you right now, you do not want to miss out on this. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use code SGPN for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code SGPN for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. I'm actually going to do that. I'm going to create something to where AI shows you sitting in the seat having fun. That way, you literally can envision yourself having fun watching Bristol from, I mean, from the hey, grandstands. They have, like, they, don't they have things where you can like see the furniture, what it would look like in your house and stuff like that? And so, you sitting in it, yeah, lounging yeah, exactly. around? So there you go. Let's do it. Let's get it done. Okay, let's get it done. Um, all right. Any other last-minute news, or do we just want to kind of get into the bets? I'm like, I feel like... Uh, I think that's uh, that's that's all the big stuff. Uh, yeah, Kyle Busch, Austin Dillon, swapping pickers in the Cup Series. We'll probably talk about that more on the, the DFS show later this week, but... Yeah, no other no other real news, at least at the time of recording this. Again, we're recording early, depending on when it comes out. Be a surprise for us as much as it is a surprise for you. <laughs> I know, and I want to get this episode. You know, I I tend to love to get the episodes out as soon as I'm I'm done with everything, right? And and we're done. But like this one, I can't do it. So hopefully you're listening to this in a timely manner. Uh, obviously you will because it doesn't it's, matter. The race is on Friday. Yeah. It's race is Friday. You got yeah, time. It'll you got time. So uh all right. Well then Let's get into the the bets. The books did us a few favors on some of these, but I feel like by and large this was still sort of a top heavy week as far as matchups as far and look, like we said, I don't care if it's the playoffs books. If you're listening, go ahead and give us the lower end matchups. We don't need to necessarily always bet on the top 10 guys. It, it's it's fine if you give us the middle of the pack. In fact, it's preferable for us to be able to dig a little deeper into this. So just yeah. just a thought. I uh, actually filled out two or two of my my spots in here. Uh, I had this. Uh, I was gonna go deep, big on the head to heads this week. I, I was going deep. I was like, all right, uh, I'm gonna fade this driver. I put two guys against him head to head. I started doing the research. I talked myself out of betting against him head to head, and I added him as an outright instead. Rod, so uh, the research to hole <laughs> took me way down the hole this week and uh, changed some of my bets for sure. But nice. No, I, f- I do feel. Again, I, I do feel like it's an open open field, much like the Cup Series. So it gives us more options, gives us a way to to kind of work around things a little. And so I like it a lot. All right. Well, then let's go ahead and start loading up these bets, shall we? 
Let's do it. We're going to go right for the top of the board. Justin Allgaier, John Hunter Nemechek are the two favorites in this race. I'm going to take John Hunter Nemechek over Justin Allgaier plus money, plus 110 over on Superbook. This is minus 115 in some other places, plus 110 over on Superbook. So head over there and get this one. Uh, for me, this is just, I say it all the time when we're talking about John Hunter Nemechek. You're going to give me the fastest car, the fastest driver. Uh, he's on fire right now. Like, and Justin Allgaier, can you trust him? You've had some bets on him here lately, Rod. It's pretty hard to trust him. He's good at Bristol. I will give him that. Uh, but I just can't trust him. Uh, if you take Daytona out of there, which Allgaier did win, but again, it's it's such a wild card. We're going to take it out four in a row. John Hernemacek has finished better than him. Eight of the last 12, John Hernemacek has taken the head-to-head -head in this. Uh, so it's not necessarily a track history thing. It's not nothing like that. This is just, I trust this guy in the fastest car or the best driver a little more than this other guy who's also in a fast car and a really good driver, but uh, I trust Neiman check more and you're giving it to me at plus money. That's what really it, it just, it's mispriced. It shouldn't be at this price. So John or check over Justin Allgaier plus plus one ten over on Superbook. It's crazy because, and, and I'll, I'll obviously talk a little bit more about uh, Allgaier later on in the episode as well. But like I wanted to take Neiman check as an outright this week. I thought, God, all sides are, but then I, I couldn't, I couldn't get myself to do it. You know what I'm saying? Like I couldn't pull the trigger. And so I think that's a important thing to, to talk about just real fast too, is like, obviously you could pick Nemechek just about any week, but at, at these numbers that it's low. And I know we took him last week at Kansas because I felt very confident he was going to be the best at that track. Everything lined up. And now, you know, would I be surprised if he leads every lap of this race and he's the best car and he's the best driver and absolutely not. But Am I convinced like I was that week or like New Hampshire week where it was like, look, he's going to be the best car. He's going to be the best driver. You're like, it's good. Unless something goes wrong, he's not going to be beat. I don't feel that way coming into this race. I do feel like he's still the best car and the best driver, but I do feel like there's other guys that can compete with him just as much. And it's maybe not going to be as run of a runaway of a week. So again, you got to pick and choose your spots where you take those really short favorites and I, and I do feel like this is not the week for that uh when it comes to john hunter yeah and plus 260 is is where he's at outright it's just again it's it's difficult to want that i mean because uh, again it's not it's not guaranteed so um all right i'm going to start out i have a head-to-head -head as well and i'm going to take josh barry over trevor bain i know trevor bain is in that 19 car this week uh but josh barry has actually stumbled onto something here the last couple of weeks and maybe just maybe uh he'll be able to do it again darlington fifth kansas sixth right but you also look back at his short track performance earlier in the year right richmond third martinsville fourth two solid finishes on short tracks this season <laughs> after we just got done telling you you can't necessarily comp short tracks but again couple of top five finishes, a top three finish for Josh Berry uh, earlier in the season on short tracks. I, I like that track history for him already. Trevor Bain has only run one race this season in the Xfinity Series in that 19 car. Crashed out of Daytona the second time around. I know this 19 car can be fast, and I know that actually uh, when you look back at who's driven this thing, right? I mean, you got Ryan Truex, who actually won a race in this. Ty Gibbs, who finished fifth and fourth in this car, uh, and sixth as well, fourth and, and won a race here too. Denny Hamill won a race, but this is Trevor Bain. I get it. He finished 29th in Daytona. Look back at what he's done here in the uh, in the, the Bristol Xfinity Series. 
He's got a couple of uh, top 10 finishes in the last couple of years, but that was 2013 and 2014. The last time he ran this race as an Xfinity driver was a 13th place finish in 2014. Josh Berry is a regular. Josh Berry is a driver that has been on this track every single race this season. Uh, not this track in particular, but been on the track every race this season. Uh, Trevor Bain is not. And the last time that Josh Berry was on this particular track in this race was a seventh place finish last year. So again, Josh Berry getting this at minus 120. I know it's juiced a little bit over there on DraftKings, but um, again, I, I think this is a, a good enough week for Barry to be able to get another top 10 finish. I don't see the same for Trevor Bain. Yeah, I, uh, I actually, I have bets on both of these guys uh, going forward. So I'll talk about both of them more as we go. Uh, Sammy Smith also, I just, just found, stumbled across this, um, has announced today that he's close to finalizing plans. There's some rumors that it's with JGR, so, or, uh, with, with JRM. I was like, JGR, he's already there. Yeah, he's at JGR, obviously, but if he, if he says he's close, but he won't say where, that's kind of interesting. So be interesting interesting if they poach another, uh, obviously they took Brandon Jones last year from JGR, take another one, but sorry. I got distracted. No, no, you're good. I but do, what? Let's oh, you do it. Oh, yes. I do have comments on both of your drivers here in a bit. Um, so you can you can make your own decision from my arguments on them. Which side do you want to take? Indeed. We'll come back with more of those arguments. Let's tell you about Hall of Fame bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame bets. The sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay into Hall of Fame Bet's revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by any hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Listen, as somebody who researches a lot for player props, especially for the NFL, Trying to find it across 16 different sites is frustrating when you only have three screens in front of you. So Hall of Fame bets, huge cutting down the time in that. If you are somebody that loves to place prop bets as well, this is a fantastic tool for you able to do so. Stop betting in the dark. Join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bet app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN. You're going to get 50% off of your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. Underdog Fantasy has a way to play alongside your favorite team or drive along with your favorite driver all season long. With their Fantasy Pick'em game, you can pick between two to five players or drivers, select whether they'll go higher or lower on their stats, Tell and then do what you usually do on Sundays. Relax on the couch with your AI counterpart watching the race or the game. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game, but you can win real money. Friday, we're going to give you all the underdog picks that you could possibly want on our show. Make sure you're tuning in for that. Watch along, make your picks, and maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up with the promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code SGPN. All right, Cody, another bet is raining in the wings. What is it? Yeah, our guy Brandon Jones made us some money last week. Going to jump back on him again this week. Uh, Brandon Jones just has certain tracks where he's really good at, and he's just the tracks he's good at, he's consistently good at. 
Michigan, we bet on him there. We cash tickets on him. Kansas, we bet on him there. We cash tickets on him. Those are tracks he's been very good at in the past. Bristol, another one of those tracks. The last four races here, uh, the bet, by the way, top five plus 225. I don't think I mentioned that. Uh, that's what I'm going to take over on Caesars. But his last four races here, a 4.5 average finish. That's that's all inside the top five, Rod, right? So his average finish inside the top five over four races. That's not just a, it's not a small sample size. That's a pretty good, that's four seasons because, uh, you know, we don't, I mean, or three seasons, I think, because there would have been two Bristol races a couple of years ago before the dirt fiasco, whatever. Anyways, um, but three of those finishes are inside the top five. Uh, he was second last year. He was second last week at Kansas. Uh, he was third at Michigan. Martinsville, another track he's consistently good at. Fifth place there. Brandon Jones shows up at the tracks. He's good at. He's comfortable at. He's one of these Xfinity guys. He's been around a long time now, right? And it's always been a good ride. He was with RCR for a while, JGR for a while. Now he's at JRM. It's not been the best season. They just missed the playoffs. All of it. I get it. I understand. But he can still show up. He can still have a good race. He's good at the tracks. He's good at that. That consistency just sticks there, no matter how bad his season is going. And you saw it at Kansas again last week. Like finishes in second place at a track he is just always good at. Saw it at Michigan, uh, and so I think that trend just keeps continuing on. Uh, top five plus two twenty five for Brandon Jones. Got more to say about him as well now and later on in the episode, but uh, I totally agree with you as uh, Brandon Jones having a good finish. In fact, you laid out all of the first side of the case for me. I'm going to continue on. I'm going to take him, Brandon Jones, over Sammy Smith. This is at minus 125 over on Caesars. Here's the thing, right? Cody just told you exactly everything about Brandon Jones, which is the entire argument I was going to use on that side of it. So I'll take Sammy Smith and say he's never been on this track as an Xfinity driver, right? They never had a race at Bristol. It's a tough learning curve on Bristol. We, we talk about, you know, tracks not being equal and tracks not being the same. Uh, one short track isn't the same as the next. And, and that is entirely true here at Bristol. You got to learn how to run Bristol. It's not something that you could just jump on and automatically do. Um, and you look at Sammy's mixed results here from the two short tracks that they've run this season. Uh, he started second in Richmond, right? Led 40 laps, looked good, but ended up finishing 19th. Could not stay out of trouble. Could not figure out how to get that car into a top 10 even finish uh, at Richmond. Martinsville, he corrected. He made, you know, a second place finish out, out of a seventh place start. So not necessarily a bad result for him there. But I'm really looking now at the last, God, man, over a month here for Sammy Smith, right? It was it was all well and good between Chicago and Pocono. Sixth, tenth, fifth, sixth, great stuff, right? After Pocono, Elkhart Lake, 31st, Michigan, 38th, Indy, 28th, Watkins Glen, 18th. I get it. I know that those are road courses, whatever, I, I'm, but they're still finishes, and they're still bad finishes. Daytona, 21st, Darlington, 17th, Kansas crashed out after starting second, 35th. A string of bad luck for that 18 car. I don't know if he's finding it or if it's finding him, but this is not this is not the momentum that you want to be riding heading into a race like Bristol, especially your first time on this track. If trouble is finding you, it's going to find you at Bristol. Or if you're finding if you want to find trouble, you can find it in Bristol. Brandon Jones, obviously a much cleaner racer on this track, has been uh this season as well. So I like this. Again, Brandon Jones has been winning us a little bit of money, and uh, I'm going to continue that trend. So I'm going to take Brandon Jones 
over Sammy Smith here, minus 125. Yeah, I, I like this one a lot. Sammy Smith is likely going to be super fast, but you cannot rely on him to get you good finishes. It's just uh, he can be he can go out and win this race because he's going to be that fast, but he can also fuck it up and finish bad just because that's what he does. Like you said, it's been a bad string. What have you done for me lately? Brandon Jones is good here. I already made that argument. So, uh, yeah, no arguments from me here on that one. Uh, next up for me, Rod. <laughs> what? What are the books? <laughs> one week they get they get you for one week and then they just fall back asleep. I love it. it's great. <laughs> Austin Hill top five plus one forty. Rod, let me look back through my notes here. Uh, have you watched an Xfinity Series race this year? Okay, that's it. That's all I got. I just what? <laughs> uh, okay, I got one more stat for you. He's got one start here in the Xfinity Series and he finished third last year, and he's plus money again. What are we doing? I don't. <laughs> Hey, no, I'm not complaining. Austin Hill plus 140 for a top five. Go get it while the getting's good, because I, I don't. I just don't. I don't understand it. I, he didn't win last week, so as he just drops back in odds again, I, it makes no sense at all. But uh, I like it, so give it to me. <laughs> I mean, Austin Hill, two top five finishes in the last two races. I mean, what more do you even need? Like, I, I don't get it. Yeah, it's. I, well, and it's just look at this entire season, and, and he finds a way to put himself there every week. And and uh, you know the 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 question is, well, do they have the power to stick with him on the big track? Well, this isn't a big track. This is a small track. Like he's a veteran driver at this point. And you look back through his, his truck history; it's not the the greatest here, right? That that could be the argument you could make against. But this is different than when he was. In, I won a championship with the trucks, but this is different than when he was there. Like it's he's just his season is going so well. I it blows my mind that he's plus money. So. Take it, while, take it while they give it to you again before they stop giving it to us again. <laughs> Indeed. Average finish of eighth place this year, 15 top fives and 26 starts. I'd say that is a safe plus money bet to make. Uh, this is not, but I don't care. I, I think we're going to roll with some uh, nostalgia here. We're going to roll with some, some fun. This is one that you just don't even go heavy on at all. This is one where you just put, like, you know, uh, 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 whatever soda money you had and just see if you can buy yourself a about three more sodas with it when you cash this. And that's Earnhardt as a top five car. This The only reason I'm, I'm putting this on there is because it's it's plus 350 over on Caesars. Like I said, you don't got to go heavy on this. This can just be a fun little something for you to cheer about uh, and to have some nostalgia going on. He's driving the 88 car uh, for his own team. And when you look back at the track history uh, of just Bristol in general for Xfinity drivers, it's, it's Justin Allgaier with 10 top five finishes. It's Dale Earnhardt Jr. with seven top five finishes on this track in 12 races. Now, I understand. I get it. I know that this has been a long time. I, I just said that Trevor Bain hasn't made a start on this track in years, but Trevor Bain is not Dale Earnhardt Jr. I, I'm sorry. Well, there's there's no comparison. This is what I'm saying. Uh, and, and the last time that he was on Bristol as an Xfinity driver was 2017. He did finish 13th in this 88 car. I know. I know. But how much fun is it going to be when he does this? Because, like I said, in 12 starts, he's got nine top 10 finishes, a fifth in 2012, a third in 2011, a fourth in 2010, a sixth in 2007. Uh, I haven't said those those numbers, and I don't think ever on this show. 2007. Uh, 2005, he finished seventh. He won this race in 2004. Third in 1999. Second in 1999. <laughs> A second in you won 1998. The championship that year too. So yeah. that's great. So look it. <laughs> is this gonna happen? 
Ah, no. But at three to one, three point two to one, it's a fun little bet to make. I don't. If care. you want to throw five dollars on this, so you can say you got to bet on Dale Earnhardt Jr. And if by some craziness it cashes, that's great. It's all wonderful. I love Dale Earnhardt Jr. I'm excited to see him back on the track. It's always fun. It's great to see. From uh, a betting aspect, though, uh, this is should be like plus 800, probably not plus 350, but they're going to take massive action on it because everybody loves Dale Jr., right? And everybody wants to bet it. It's all fun. It's all great. Hey, but, if you got a free bet, if you got a free bet that you want to put on it and it's not going it to cost you anything. <laughs> Um, if you're here to make money, we're going to bet against Dale Earnhardt Jr. And I'm sorry <laughs> to do it. This is how the books are really, I, I mean, they've, they've got Dale Earnhardt Jr. Matched up against Brandon Jones. And this is, this is the perfect, perfect matchup for the books because people are going to look at it and they're like, Brandon Jones ain't done shit this year. And they're just going to, they're going to take so much money on the Dale Earnhardt Jr. Side of this, that it's going to be ridiculous, but you're smart with your money. You're going to place it on Brandon Jones. We just got done talking about how good Brandon Jones is here how well we expect him to finish. Dale Earnhardt Jr., he's, he doesn't hide anything. He's, he's very out there and open and on his podcast and stuff, and he's admitted it's not you, you can't get in these cars and do what he used to do today because he doesn't do it every day. He doesn't do it every week. He jumps in these cars once a year, twice a year. This year, we're lucky we get him at Homestead again in a couple of weeks. And it's fun, and it's great. He'll jump in the cars tour every once in a while on the late model and stuff, but you don't see him go win those races or dominate those races because... These guys are doing this every day. These guys are battling it out. And they're just, it's not, he's going to finish 10th to 15th, most likely. I'd be surprised if it's better than 10th. I think that'd be a really good day. It's going to be fun to see him out there. You're going to love to root for it. He's got a cool looking Hellman's car. It's awesome. It's great. But you got to bet against him here. Brandon Jones, it's minus 135 over on DraftKings. So they're, they're even trying to entice you into betting. Like everything about this. The books are just trying to make as much money as possible while Dale Jr.'s in this. You lay the minus 135. Unless Brandon Jones gets caught up in an accident, he's going to easily be the better car on the day. Look back at Dale Jr. Uh, last year he ran, Martinsville was his one race. He finished 11th, and that was because there was a I-5 pileup at the end of that race. He somehow avoided it. It went from 20th to 11th and, uh, and got a, a somewhat decent finish. 2021, the one race he ran at Richmond, 14th. 2020, he did finish fifth at Homestead, but that's been three years ago. Uh, 2019, he was fifth at Darlington. That's been four years ago. He hasn't run full-time since 2017. That's six years ago, Rod. It's been a long time since he's been full-time. It's been a long time since he's been comfortable in these cars. Again, I love you, Dale Jr. I'm sorry, but I'm here to make money. Brandon Jones over Dale Earnhardt Jr. It's minus 135. You're paying up the juice, but you want to pay the juice if you lose. And, and barring an issue for Brandon Jones, he will be the better car on the day, hands down, no question about it. So give me Brandon Jones over Dale Earnhardt Jr., minus 135, and then go throw five bucks on him for the top five just in case it hits so you can be happy that way too. <laughs> hey, and listen, it could hit either way. I mean, Jones could yeah, still you can finish hit both of these, third. Right? and finish first and second. Yeah, so there you go. That's that's the It can still hit, and we can Although still hit both Brandon of them. if you're Brandon Jones at the end and you're running first and Dale Earnhardt Jr. second, don't you have to let him pass you and, and just finish second to Dale? I think you you want to come back race this car next year? Yeah. yeah. Like, get yeah. out the way, son. Oh, look. This this seat doesn't <laughs> fit you anymore. Get out the way. <laughs> <laughs> this seat does not fit. What's going on? Uh, all right. Well, I didn't, again, I didn't wake up and choose JRM. JRM choose, chose me today. <laughs> I, I literally, I think I have everybody 
Yeah, pretty much every oh, every bet I have. Good. You haven't listened to the Cup Show yet. Oh, buddy. Yeah. That was me. I did not wake up and choose SHR, but no. SHR found its way all over my car. <laughs> yeah, it just, just like I said, JRM chose me. Um, all right, well, I've got Sam Mayer as a top three finisher in this race. A little bit of a stretch on this one, obviously, but I, I do like the the price for it. It is uh, plus 300. It's, it's three to one for Sam Mayer. Look, he's had two races on this track. Both of them have been top 10 finishes. Uh, he had a ninth place finish in 2021, but he led 49 laps in that, which means he was a fast enough car to be in front. And then uh, in 2022, a fourth place finish, one outside of the top three, obviously, for that. It's been rough on the couple of, of tra short tracks that we've been on this season for uh, one uh, Sam Mayer. Martinsville, he finished 31st. He crashed out of that one, but he was a top five car from the start. Third place car starting in Richmond, finished 17th in that one. So a couple of rough outings, but again, this is when he was battling his own teammates and battling everybody else around him. So uh, bad luck for him on that. But if you go back to 2022, much different case, right? In Richmond, he was a third place car. In Martinsville, he was a fifth place car. And then in Bristol, he was a fourth place car. So much better finishes uh, last season on short tracks, which means the potential is there for him to finish inside of the top fives, which means... The potential is there for him to finish in the top three because last season when he finished fourth here, Noah Gragson was in there. Noah Gragson is no longer in this series anymore, which means he would have finished third if we took out Gragson. I know that's not how it works. Shut up. I don't care. But in my world, take out Noah Gragson, Sam Mayer finishes third. Uh, so again, he's capable of a top three finish. I, I really do like the price at three to one uh, for this. And, and you know, at Caesars, they're going to give me three to one on this. I'll take it. Uh, Sam Mayer, top three car. Yeah, I like this. Mayor was a guy I, I wanted to have a bet on, but I, I just couldn't find a way that I really liked to bet him. So I think you're getting a pretty good number for the top three here. So that, that probably is the best way to get on Mayer. Um, I, I said SHR kept finding their way onto my card. They did it again. This time, Riley Herbst, top five at five to one. Again, a bet we loved early in the season. It, it, it's a hit for us a lot of times. If Riley Herbst ends up in a crash on this, you can't be mad if you've placed this bet because at this point, you just know how volatile it is. It's He's either a top five car or he's a top five car and he gets put in the wall. But the point is, he's a top five car every time, right? It's just if he makes it to the end or not. Um, but you go back over the last couple of seasons, fifth place here last year, third place in 2021. So he's been very good at this track. Um, he's got some good finishes here recently. Sixth place just two races ago at Darlington. Sixth place at Michigan a couple of weeks ago. I know there's been some bad finishes, had some bad luck at Kansas. Uh, he's one of those guys, much like Sheldon Creed, where it, when it bites him, it bites him. But he can have good finishes. He's got five top five finishes this year. You get him a five to one. He's done it both times, the last two times we've been at this track. Um, and so I really like that from Herbst. I think he's capable of it. We know he's got a fast car, and he's turned into being a pretty good driver, uh, despite what we said about him last year. Uh, but it's, if, if the bad luck avoids him, he's definitely going to be in the mix for this top five. But again, if he ends up in the wall, don't be mad because you knew it was coming. <laughs> then he becomes the 98 car for the rest of the season because <laughs> we're just like, all right, we're done with this. But no, I like this number too. It, it is, it's, it's a tempting, tempting enough number to say this is probably going to hit. And like you said, if he hits the wall, oh, well, it's five to one for a reason. We, we knew something like yeah. that was going to happen. Yeah. So. And it, just the, it's the fact that you're getting a guy who's very much capable any week of, of running in the top five, and you're getting him at five to one. 
obviously you've got to end up on the good luck side of things, you know, but uh, he's very capable of it. So I really like him. Well, it's funny because you say running inside the top five, but finishing inside the top five. There's, (laughs) there's the difference of that one, right? Uh, Exactly. uh, All right. Well, look, so we talked earlier about the fact that uh, John Hunter Nemechek could probably end up winning this race. Uh, but I, the under on the on the winning car number on this one, it's it's set at eleven and a half. But the under is minus one forty. And honestly, if you look at the 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 lineup here, the only two that I'm scared of over this number of winning this is John Hunter and Austin Hill. I mean, I'm not necessarily worried that Sammy Smith is going to win this. That would be the only other guy. But outside of that, I mean, unless Dale Earnhardt Jr. Like we said. Uh, kind of swoops up and does it but minus 140 for just two cars really in contention not really something i'm interested in betting so the winning car number under 11 and a half is at plus 110 that is where the stacked part of this field is you get sam Mayer, who we just talked about you get sheldon creed who we haven't even talked about and yet damn it needs his first win at some point would love to see him get that done he's been so close even the last couple of weeks to, and he's been running up front so Sheldon Creed, you get Allgaier, you get Barry, you get Jones. Like, that's a pretty stacked half of that's all mostly JRM, obviously. Uh, but again, there's only, I think, maybe five or six actual contenders to win this race. Now that granted, they're all kind of close together, in my opinion, but, you know, I, I don't see more than maybe seven people in contention to win this race. So most of those are under that 11 and a half mark. And if you're going to give me plus 110, for that side of it, I will gladly take that. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I uh, you can make an argument for some guys over, and, and I'm going to make an argument for a couple of guys over this number actually. But again, if you're going to do that, if you're if you're going to bet on a couple of guys over the number, you maybe hedge with a little bit under. Uh, but the underside is is definitely the loaded side. Always scares me when you don't get John Hernemichek, when you don't get Austin Hill, Baines in there, both the Smiths are in there, uh, but. I do think that that under is is probably the lean, and especially like you said, price wise, you're not going to take over at minus one forty this week. Last week, maybe with with an Austin Hill, where you're almost certain it's going to be him, you, you consider a little more. But this week, I think I think under is the way to go with uh, with all the guys you're getting underneath that number. Well, and even still, like the the odd and even, we're both at minus one fifteen, so it's it's a coin flip on that one too. But I don't know. I, yeah, I, just, I looked at that. That one really, that one can go either way. There's, there's a lot of guys you can make a case for on either side. So it was kind of like, Ugh, I guess I'm not taking this one because I don't know which way to go. <laughs> no, that that's why I was like, I'm just going to take this winning car number under. And and honestly, guys, if you're if you're wondering why I continue to go back to these uh, these winning car number ones, other than the fact that they hit a lot of times, it, it's simply that the books... Other than the fact that I'm always just cashing these bets like crazy. Just, you know, <laughs> just that aside. Uh, the the fact of the matter is the books don't give us a lot for Xfinity to work with. And I don't want to load you down with head-to-heads yes. because that's not yeah. where we like to make our money. Head-to-heads is not the market. that we This last box was a tough one. That's, yes. Yeah, it, especially this week, like where it was, you're not so certain on guys, like... Uh, that's why I looked so heavily at, at both of these number ones, just because I was like, maybe I need to squeeze one of these in here. And then I found the Herps one. And I felt like there was a lot of good value there, but yeah, it's, uh, we need some fucking top tens. We got them one week. We killed them and they took them away forever. Yeah. Or just the same sort of selection that we get with the cup. I mean, you know, yeah. all drivers more, to finish or two drivers, yeah, to even finish. more head to heads would be great. Yeah. Like 
I know we don't always love head-to-heads, but if you go deeper in the field, I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Well, we'll figure this out. Maybe, <laughs> again, there's talks. We, we could... Uh, yeah, the truck race is in like 24 hours, and we don't have any fucking odds. What are we doing? Here? <laughs> well, I tell you what we're doing. We're going to lay out some winners, but we're going to do that after we introduce you to a show that we like on the network. Hey, everybody. If you play fantasy football, especially in auction leagues... And or you're a whiskey fan. Yes, exactly. Check out the Sports Gambling Podcast fantasy football channel show, Old Fashioned Football. Coming to you every Tuesday morning, give us a listen. We'll bring you the latest fantasy football data, including... The injury report. Studs and duds. Waiver wire targets. And suggested fab. Market movers. After all, we are the Marks. He is my hubby. And she's J-Mark's wifey. And we're bringing all this to you while drinking an old-fashioned and giving you our honest review of a different whiskey every week. All that and more. Hop on over, give us a listen, come for the football, stay for the whiskey. This ad's almost done. Going once, going twice. Sold. All right. Well, this box was not necessarily all that difficult to fill out, and this is the outright box that we have on our show sheet each week. Uh, Cody, who headlines that? And then, of course, you always have your, your couple extra just in case. That's right. Well, uh, you, much like in the Cup Series episode, you stole one of mine uh, that I really, really love. So congratulations to you. I had to pivot off of that. But uh, again, much like the Cup race, I kind of looked at this. It's real short at the top. We talked about it. John Hunter's up there. Justin Allgaier's up there. And I was like, I don't really love one of these guys. I'm not going to take them at this low of a price. So I looked down a little farther, and, and I found two guys not too much farther down the board that I really like and I really think have, are going to have a good chance this weekend. Um, and so let's start Josh Berry plus 700. That's right. I am betting on Josh Berry. doesn't happen very much. Uh, he's just a guy. Again, I guess we get in these, these things where it's, there's certain guys we like to bet on certain guys. We don't bet on as much. Barry's not a guy I bet on a lot. Uh, and I guess maybe this is a guy I don't bet on a lot week. I had Joey Logano yesterday in the cup episode, right? Going with Josh Berry today, but, uh, he's a short track guy, right? That's where he cut his teeth. That's where he's, he got his experience. He's coming up. Uh, on the short tracks. So this is the type of race where he can he can show up. He's had really fast cars a lot of weeks. Hasn't always capitalized, a lot like his teammate and Justin Allgaier, right? And so you're definitely running that risk for sure. Um, but he finished seventh in this race last year. Not not the best finish ever, but but a decent finish. He was second at Dover earlier this year. Dover, again, a, a somewhat comparable track. It's obviously bigger, but, but similar in that it's shorter and it's banked and whatnot. Um, he was fourth at Martinsville um, earlier on this season. Um, he doesn't have a win yet this season. If you would have told me going into this season, Josh Berry, we would be in, uh, what is it, uh, September, and he doesn't have a win yet. We're in the playoffs, and he hasn't won yet. I, I would have been thoroughly surprised. Obviously, he, he's going to be a Cup Series driver next year. Got those distractions and everything, but this is the playoffs now. Let's get serious. Let's show up. I think Josh Berry could be a real threat to win this week. Seven to one over on DraftKings. Um, I think that he's he's the best option of the the more favorited drivers, right? And and I think to go along right with that, uh, I'm going to piggyback and go to a guy that's eight to one over on SuperBook, and that's Trevor Bain. Trevor Bain doesn't get a ton of chances in these cars. Um, you know, it's been pretty popularized how he wants to get back into it, right? Former Daytona 500 winner, and maybe he's whoa, you want to shock the world, Chris Rice. Trevor Bain to the 31. No, I'm just kidding. I don't see that. If it happens, though, we'll come back and clip this. Um, but uh, but Trevor Bain, when he does show up, it's impressive. Uh, I think his only start this season was 
I had to go back and look. I think it was at Daytona, maybe. So it was at Daytona. He crashed out. Yeah. So I threw the result because it's Daytona. So what what are you going to do? But last year, in this car, Rod, fourth place at Phoenix. He led 38 laps that day, a shorter track, right? Second place at New Hampshire, shorter track. Second place at New or Nashville, rather. He made nine starts last year, um, and in six of those nine starts, he finished inside the top six. Two of the starts where he finished outside of the top six were Daytona and Atlanta. So. Super speedways. So in his seven starts on non-super speedways, six times he was in the top six, a couple of good, strong second-place finishes, a fourth-place finish in there. Didn't quite get the win yet, but we saw a similar situation earlier this year, right? Ryan Truex comes into this car on a shorter track in New Hampshire, gets the win, gets that momentum. These JGR cars are fast. They are the best cars in the field week in and week out. As much as I love John Hunter Nemechek up top, it's, it's just too short this week. I think Trevor Bain's a good way to get in on the JR, JGR cars. I think he's at a good price. And again, he's he's trying out for the future, right? This the, this 19 car, it's it's a pay-to-play ride. There's no no bones made about that. They, they don't hide from that. Obviously, Joe Graff was in the car last week, so it's pay-to-play. Like If you show up, you got the sponsorship, you pay. And, and Bain has done that, and, and he's picked and chose his places, right? And this is a chance to show off for those sponsors and build that relationship, put them in victory lane at a at a NASCAR Xfinity Series race, give them that taste of a victory and what we can do going forward and and build that relationship. I think Trevor Bain could get it done. Eight to one on Superbook. And then Rod, the guy that I had in two head-to-heads against him, I was going to fade him because you cannot trust colleague. But... The stats speak for themselves at this track. I'm going to put my faith in colleague only because he's 15 to one Chandler Smith, 15 to one again, full intentions on fading him. I had Brandon Jones against him in a head to head. I had Austin Hill against him in a head to head. Both guys I've made a case for top five in this race, but I think Chandler Smith might be able to do even better. I think Chandler Smith is going to be alive for this win. Um, in the truck series, his best track average finish, is Bristol or his best tracks? Here's here's his best tracks. They go in this order. It's Phoenix, Bristol, Sonoma's randomly in there, Martinsville, and Richmond. So of those five, it's four short tracks in Sonoma. <laughs> but um, he's got four truck series races at Bristol. Uh, all of them inside the top nine. He's finished first and second place here. I don't believe he started here in the Xfinity Series race, um, but he's had some good finishes this year. It's not been all great. Obviously, we know the problems that Colleague has had. They showed us last week, right? He had an engine problem. Like 10 laps into the race, he was already in the garage getting things fixed. And then the 10 car had the same problem, right? Um, but he does have an eighth place finish at Watkins Glen. Again, a track where it's not, I think, really on the bigger tracks is more where there's almost a Stuart Haas type of thing. On the bigger tracks, they're struggling. But Watkins Glen, where he can make a little more of a difference, an eighth place finish, second place at New Hampshire. He won at Richmond, arguably one of the most comparable tracks here. Fifth place at Phoenix. Been really good on the short tracks this year. Um, so yeah, give me Chandler Smith, fifteen to one. Again, had zero intention of of place. I actually intended to bet against him just because I've done it so much lately. But much like Chase Briscoe over in the the Cup Series, sometimes uh, certain tracks you just have to follow the numbers and follow the guys and put your faith in that and believe in it. And Chandler Smith is a guy I believe in. I don't know that I can fully say I believe in the Colleague car, but at fifteen to one, I think the price is worth it. And he could surprise and show up and be extremely fast, and and we'll be shocked because you know it's a colleague car. But he's already won in it this season, so we know we can get it done. And really, I mean, he outperformed Kyle Busch in the races. Kyle Busch was in the in the 
the car at the time, right? Now it's the 11 car. That's the Derek Krause and the 11, by the way, this week as the, the ringer driver, whatever you want to call it in their rotator car. But yeah, Chandler Smith, 15 to one again, didn't, didn't intend on going there, but it's where I landed. And I, and I do think it's a good bet. Sad too, because he's not a bad driver. He's he's a really good driver. In fact, he's, it's yeah. just not the greatest equipment. He's don't at sleep all. on him for being the guy that they're going to announce to the thirteen car. I, it's so there's so many guys that could be like, oh, I was uh, not to get too sidetracked, but I was going through a list earlier, and I'm just thinking like it could be number ten, as we all know, and that seems to be now. There's people circling the freckle in the in the picture and and circling the freckle on him on uh, number ten's arm. I almost said his name Oof. and saying it's going to be him. It could be Gragson. It could be. To Benedetto, it could be Zane Smith, it could be Chandler Smith, it could be a lot of people. But anyways, back to the back to the show. Uh, well, and we'll have fun speculating on that too as the the more facts start to come out. So, uh, all right. Well, listen, I know that you said that you didn't necessarily want to go toward the top, but I I felt like I needed to go toward the top, and I I was looking around and shopping the odds because at first I was going to stay away from Justin Allgaier too. I was like, I don't like it, especially since I saw what was it plus two twenty five that he's at over on Caesars. And I said, nah, not, not for that price. And then I looked also at, uh, um, DraftKings, and I saw plus 280 and I was like, nah, I mean, that's not much better. Then I went on bet 365 and I saw three to one and I thought, okay, well maybe just maybe Justin Allgaier three to one is, I mean, those, those extra 20 cents kind of made, made my, uh, maybe it was the number change. Maybe it was the fact that it went from a two to a three, that sort of made me feel a little okay with this. But listen, if you look at Justin Allgaier, because this is what I was looking at before I was looking at his price, I was like, yeah, hell yeah, you got to take Allgaier as the favorite, right? Well, the book said the same thing, and uh, and that's why they priced him as such. But Justin Allgaier on this track, you go back to 2019, he started sixth, led 138 laps of this race. Unfortunately, crashed out of that one, finished 30th. In 2019, started third, led 131 laps in this race finished eighth in that one. Uh, there's a trend here that, you, that you're going for, but I'm telling you right now, the next race in that, 2020, 156 laps that he led, he finished 18th. 126 laps he led in 2020 again, 92, 148. Dude continues to run up front. He continues to be the fastest car because, again, there's not very many laps on this track, right? We talk about his 300 He's leading almost half of these laps in every race that he's been on so far over the last, what, six races? Now, again, the finishes, like I said, have not been there. Fifth, fourth, and ninth in his last three. So he's been up front on all of these as well. You got to think. you got. He has won on this track before. He has won. It's been a very long time. 2010, right, if we're going to talk about time machines. 2010, it's almost 2007, but it wasn't. It was 2010. Uh, but in 22, he's made 22 starts on this track. That is by far the most of any of the active drivers on this track, even, even more than Dale Earnhardt Jr. Well, actually I take that back. Um, he's not the, the active leader that, that distinction belongs to Jeremy Clements, by the way. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> I would, yeah, I could have had a lot of guesses and not guessed that. Yeah, that's, that's it. But Justin Allgaier right there at 22 uh, as well. So he's made that many starts on this track. 14 top 10s, 10 top 5s in the win. <sighs> he's due. He's due. I'll take a chance at 3-1. to one. He's been fast this season, as we know. Uh, he won at Daytona, 7th at Darlington. Um, go back to the short tracks that we've had. Not good at Richmond, 13th, but he did start on the pole that day. Uh, led six laps in Martinsville before finishing 6th. He's due. 
He's due. I'm going to give him his due. Uh, and then his teammate is the other one that I'm going to take. This one's a little better at 25 to 1. Brandon Jones, who I'm sure this is who I stole from uh, from Cody. Brandon Jones. What, what a guess. <laughs> 25 to 1. We've talked ad nauseum about him in this episode. A third place finish in 2020, runner up in 2022, right? A couple more top fives and top tens mixed in there. Six top tens and 13 starts, three top fives. Um, again, it's just a fifth place at Martinsville earlier in the season. He just got a runner up at Kansas last week. So he's kind of riding a little bit of momentum third at Michigan. If you want to just kind of toss another good finish in there in the mix as well. Um, yeah, I mean, Brandon Jones at 25 to one is somebody we're taking a stab at. Maybe this team has got a little momentum. Maybe this team is going to carry that into, uh, to Bristol where again, he's run very well. And, uh, and can continue to do so. So if if Bristol speaks to Brandon Jones, then I think it's a good enough week for you to lay 25 to 1 on him to win. Yeah, I, I love the Brandon Jones pick. I think that obviously we've we've talked about him a lot in this episode. He, he's, he's gotten so close a couple of times this year, Michigan at Kansas, the tracks he's good at. It's another track he's good at. This could be the week he gets up there, gets it done. So I do love that pick. I, I had that and uh, got into the document, and Rod already had it. Uh, I'm going to tell you, Justin Allgaier, 3-1, to one, I don't think it's worth it, in my opinion. I, I'm going to go against you there. I He could win this race, yes, but like I talked about when I took against the head-to-head, he's not reliable enough, in my opinion. He doesn't stand out enough at this track in particular to me, but best of luck to you, Rod. Hey, listen, the tension in this is what everybody comes for, right? This is the they, show we always disagree on. It's Xfinity, so. It is. Well, it's because I'm always heavy JRM, and it just yeah. doesn't know. I, hey, I, I went with the JRM. How do we end up with three JRM outrights in this? Oh, Don't boy, know. that's uh, Don't We know. didn't even take Dale Earnhardt. What, is, what are his odds to? I just should have looked at this. What's Dale Earnhardt to win the whole thing? Yeah. Uh, it is you know 35, 35 to 1 on, on DraftKings. Yeah. yeah, that's probably like just the right price to where they... Uh, to where they what is this you can cool. get a little bit of something yeah where they'll get enough action he's uh, 28 to 1 on caesars by the way but it's there's like no chance that it cashes so yeah let's don't, yeah, so don't again five bucks if you want to just have it to say you got to bet on dylan hart jr but it's not not this is not financial advice <laughs> no 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 uh all right get out your pen and paper we're going to go over the bets for this food city 300 xfinity series race cody started you off with john hunter Nemechek over justin allgaier at plus 110 on superbook i gave you josh barry over trevor bain at minus 120 on DraftKings. cody gave you brandon jones as a top five car at plus 225 on caesars i said brandon jones was going to finish better than sammy smith at minus 125 on caesars Cody gave you Austin Hill as a top five car at plus 140. I said Dale Earnhardt Jr. would be a top five car at plus 350 on Caesars. Uh, Cody gave you uh, Brandon Jones over Dale Earnhardt Jr. at minus 135 on DraftKings. I said Sam Mayer would be a top three car at three to one on Caesars. Cody gave you Riley Herbst as a top five car at five to one. I said the winning car number would come from underneath 11 and a half at plus 110 on Caesars. Cody gave you Josh Berry at 7-1 on DK, Trevor Bain at 8-1 on Superbook, and Chandler Smith at 15-1 to win this race. I said Justin Allgaier at 3-1 on 365 was going to win, and Brandon Jones as insurance at 25-1 on DraftKings. Cody, short track, short tempers under the lights, my friend. This is going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be going to be a great time. I'm excited. Uh, yeah, don't forget Friday night, right? Not not your typical Saturday race. 
Friday night under the lights. You get one to kick the playoffs off. I'm pretty excited. Uh, and it's it's going to be a fun time. Indeed. Well, then, as we wrap up this episode, whenever it comes out, let everybody know where they can find you on social media. Yep. Follow me over on X at Husker underscore Z. I uh, got my week two running back rankings for fantasy football. That's out from Last Word on Sports. I'll have DFS stacks for Sunday as well coming out later in the week for sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Check out the F1 Gambling Podcast. Might be out by the time this is out. It might be coming out soon. Who knows? It's all it's all a surprise this week. It's it's a crazy week. But uh, yeah, let's go. Let's go make some money and uh, repeat last week. So the scheduling gods just mix it all up on you. So uh, I'm on X at RJ Via Gomez. Link in the bottom. Everything I got going on, whether it's here, whether it is in between media, on the back road with Seth and Elliot again this week. Whenever that is, it could be Thursday, could be whenever. Uh, but we'll figure that out. Of course, uh, follow me on uh, Fast Money as well. Get some parlays out for that. And, of course, all my work for Sportsbook Review. If you love Thursday Night Football and want to play some prop bets, I got some on there as well. So, all right. We'll see you soon with another episode. Till then, let's go racing and let it ride. That's the way I'm-